From WBEZ Chicago and PRX, this is Sound Opinions. I'm Jim DeRogatis. And I'm Greg Cott. This week, we'll share some of our favorite new music that's flying under the radar. From the UK cosmic jazz group, The Comet is Coming, to the school-age rock band, Kingdom of Birds, we've got new music you need to hear. And we'll talk with the rock band, X-Hex, and get a special live performance from the group. That's all coming up on Sound Opinions. You're listening to Sound Opinions, and later in the show, we're going to have an exclusive performance from one of our favorite bands, X-Hex. But first, it's time for another round of Buried Treasures, which, Jim, uh, we look forward to this segment every few weeks on the show because it gives us a chance to showcase some records that we weren't able to get to in the previous shows, maybe not getting as much mainstream attention as they should. And we're going to correct that today. Yeah, stuff that's flying under the radar. I don't know how you do it. I always have a file folder on my desktop, uh, you know, and, and I've got, I don't know, 20, 30 contenders every time we do this show. I want to focus on a band out of the UK, The Comet Is Coming. It's one of multiple bands that the uh, leader in the band, saxophonist Shabaka Hutchings, is involved in. Hutchings is making a real name for himself on the new jazz scene. He's blending elements of funk and soul and uh, science fiction soundscape music into his soundscapes on uh, as a jazz musician, uh, psychedelia as well. People are talking about the, the Comet is Coming project as sort of like, you know, here's, here's the latest heir to Sun Ra. You know, the yeah. theme of space travel is really big. The whole notion of exploring new worlds, uh, this whole idea of science fiction Afro-futurism. being part of the part of the atmospherics here. The keyboardist Dan Liebers plays a big part in that. They're creating these kind of otherworldly textures. Uh, and, and Hutchings, of course, a, a marvelous saxophonist uh, leading the way. Uh, they had a couple of EPs out. Um, their 2015 debut was called Prophecy. Uh, they did get nominated for a Mercury Prize in 2016, so they're causing uh, some action uh, over in the U.K. and uh, in the United States. They're not quite as well-known. But I think that may change with this record, uh, Trust the Life Force of the Deep Mystery, as it's called. (laughs) And, And I love this track. It's called Summon the Fire from the Comet is Coming on Sound Opinions.
summon the fire by the comet is coming greg i'm loving that i never thought i would live to hear the answer to the question what if sun ra jammed with hawkwind <laughs> i love that that's good that's i a good love combo. that right that's what's that's what's happening there um, you know, a buried treasure uh, is not uh, always uh, somebody up and new and, and coming. Uh, you know, sometimes it's somebody that's been ignored, flying under the radar for a very long time. And such is the case with the Wild Hearts. You ever heard of this band? I have absolutely heard of them because uh, I saw them at South by Southwest many years ago. And years the fact and that they ago. are still around is kind of mind-blowing to me. Formed in 1989 in Newcastle-upon-Tyne, many people have come and gone through the band always revolving around the core band leader, the founder, Ginger, Ginger Wildheart, mm-hmm. a.k.a. David Walls, singer, guitarist, uh, songwriter, and a man who's battled with uh, many adversities in the rock and roll life. More Lemmy than Lemmy, mm-hmm. really, if you want to, <laughs> you know, if you know what I mean. Always a sense of great humor, always a killer pop punk sensibility, uh, very hooky, driving hard rock, though, as much in common with Thin Lizzy as the Sex Pistols. Um, you know, so, so there's a new Wild Hearts album, the first, the ninth of their career, but the first since 2009. And I'm being bugged at Columbia College by my my office mate, uh, Professor Sam Weller. I'm being bugged in the rehearsal space for my band by my bass player, mm. uh, Louis Calvano. He, 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 like, wears the Wild Hearts t-shirt to two out of three rehearsals. <laughs> and then I get this email from this kid. Heartfelt, I'm 17 years old. The most important band in the world is the Wild Hearts. You've been doing sound opinions forever. You've never talked about the Wild Hearts. Here are the Wild Hearts. It's true. You know, just Spotify it, stream everything they've ever done. Mm. There are so many great songs. You know, it, in part, they have not conquered the world because Ginger has often been his own worst enemy, suffering from depression and battles with drug and alcohol excess. Um, but damn, their catalog is wonderful. And the new album is really, really strong. It's called Renaissance Men, and this is a song called Let Em Go by the Wild Hearts. Let Him Go by the Wild Hearts. Really, Greg, every song on this new album is uh, just killer. 
Yeah, I listened to it. It's, uh, you know, the reviews have been calling it their best in a decade plus. Uh, to me, it sounds like the Wild Hearts have always sounded, which is those big arena rock refrains. You know, they're a club band that sounds like they want to play in an arena, and it's big, and it's bold, and it's a combination of metal and punk, and what's not to like about that? The next record I want to play, Jim, is uh, from another band from England, actually an, an artist from England, uh, Brixton, South London, to be precise. Uh, goes by the name of Dave, very unassuming kind of uh, name. Uh, David, Just Dave. David Omaragi is his uh, real name, and I'm probably butchering that last name. He is uh, one of three brothers born to Nigerian parents, but as I said, was was born in South London, um, and is uh, just is still only 20 years old. Uh, came out with two EPs in 2016 and 2017 that got him noticed, and now this debut album called Psychodrama is out, and it is an ambitious debut album. It is a concept album uh, built around this notion of a therapy session, this kid going through his, you know, his uh, issues with depression and uh, relationship issues, domestic abuse, racial inequality. Uh, the track I'm going to play specifically addresses that issue. It's, it caused quite a stir in England when it came out uh, earlier uh, this year. Uh, basically a critique of, of race and racial inequality and how that is often perceived and, and often misperceived in, in the media. The whole idea that, uh, you know, if you're if you are a white person, you're often perceived as being innocent until proven guilty and just the opposite if mm-hmm. you are a person of mm-hmm. color. Uh, he has dealt with this in throughout his entire life. He's dealing with it in a very forthright manner in this song. Much of the album is sort of steeped in this similar direction. A kid going through what it feels like to be an outsider uh, growing up in England. Black from the Psychodrama album by Dave on Sound Opinions. Look, black is beautiful, black is excellent. Black is pain, black is joy, black is evident It's working twice as hard as the people You know you're better than Cause you need to do double what they do So you can level them Black is so much deeper than just African-American Our heritage been severed You never got to experiment with family trees Cause they teach you about famine and greed And show you pictures of our fam on their knees Tell us we used to be barbaric We had actual queens Black is watching child soldiers Getting killed by other children Feeling sick like Oh, this this could've happened to me Your mummy watching, telling stories about your dad in your knees the black of the berry the sweet of the juice the kid dies the black of the killer the sweet of the news and if he's white you give him a chance he's ill and confused if he's black he's probably armed you see him and shoot look Black is growing up around the barbershop Mummy saying stay away from trouble, you're in yard a lot Studying for ages, appreciating the chance you got Cause black is in your blood and you ain't even got the heart to stop Black is stepping in for your mother because your father's gone And standing by your children when you haven't proven karma wrong Black is doing all of the above then going corner shopping Trying to help a lady cross the road to have her walking off Black is growing up around your family and making it Then being forced to leave the place you love because there's hate in it People say you fake the shit, never stayed the the shit, but black is being jealous, you'd be dead if you had stayed in it Black is struggling to find your history or trace to this shit You don't know the truth about your race, cause they're erasing it Black has got a sour hit off flavour, here's a taste of it But black is all I know, there ain't a thing that I would change in it That is Black from an artist named Dave out of the UK on Sound Opinions, one of my buried treasures. I, I, you know, I'm surprised you're not talking more about that, uh, the, the piano, the keyboards. Well, the, he plays the keyboards. You yeah, know, thank I, you for mentioning that. It's like tricky yeah. uh, jamming with the Chicago Symphony yeah. Orchestra. Yeah. I mean, it was like, wow, this is really impressive. 
Jim, you got another one for us? Greg, I am a sucker for any email that begins, Dear Ex-Lion Tamer. (laughs) And then follows up, I am a 16-year-old singer-guitarist for this band, and uh, Colin Newman of Wire Mm -hmm. loves us. And I'm like, all right. Now that, you know, rather than like me giving them a pass, I'm going to be extra harsh and super critical because thou shalt not invoke the name of Wire Mm -hmm. in vain. And damn, not only is uh, Kingdom of Birds making fantastic, really smart, sophisticated, post-punk kind of music in the realm of a wire, uh, you know, they are doing it. uh, Aza, the guitarist who wrote me, is 16. But, you know, in the band, there's an 11-year-old. Yeah, I saw that. 11 years old, Mm -hmm. Greg. Um, You know, taking the name of the group from uh, a chapter title in the book Wildwood by Colin Malloy of the Decemberists. They're also huge fans of Sloan. They're based in Toronto. If they are accomplishing as much as they have in three independent releases so far, uh, you know, the oldest being 16, uh, I'm really eager to see where this uh, group is going. The new record is called Glitz. It's an EP, and this is a track called Dotted Lines, uh, which I just love, by Kingdom of Birds on Sound Opinions. Dotted Lines by Kingdom of Birds. Uh, I just love that group. Did I mention 11 years old? 11-year-old <laughs> member of the band. Now we want to invite a friend of ours, one of our favorite DJs in the world, Anne Litt, to share two buried treasures. Anne works at uh, KCRW out in L.A. She's a friend of the show, a friend of ours. Welcome back to Sound Opinions, Anne. Well, thank you for having me. Oh, it's always a pleasure. Indeed it is, and, and, and for mo- many reasons, but uh, you've got great taste in music, as we all know. Uh, every time we go to South by Southwest, you always have about 17 bands to recommend. This time I ran into you for just a few minutes, and you said, you got to go next door, you got to check this band out. <laughs> and I ran into Seema Funk, thanks to you, and uh, my Afro-Cuban funk <laughs> gene was blown, uh, and uh, I, I have a new favorite band. So, I mean, you are a, a, a sponge for new music. How do you find it? 
I have lots and lots of secret ways I find my music, and I'm not disclosing my sources. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you talk to all your friends like we do. Yeah, pretty much. That's yeah, it. Pretty I talk to you guys. Yeah. I talk to you guys because <laughs> you guys always do that with me at South by Southwest. Yeah, there you go. And I listen to Sound Opinions. So it's just one big echo chamber. <laughs> well, you've got a couple of uh, buried treasures for us. Uh, what's the first one you want to lay on us? Well, I want to play for you Wahada, and it is a purely L.A. thing, and it is a combination of John Tejada, who's sort of the godfather of techno before techno was techno in Los Angeles, and Reggie Watts, whom you might know as uh, James Corden's band leader, uh, comedian, and musician. Yeah, that's, that's a great couple of names there. So this is a new collaboration that they're working on? Is, is this the first record that they put out? It's the first record they've put out. And my understanding is that they've probably, I think the record came out last March, and they've probably on, only been together maybe a year before that. And, you know, they've both known of each other. Reggie Watts, I love him because he has no boundaries in what he loves musically. His roots are in sort of funk and groove and, and that kind of thing. He's always been this sort of, he's had a dance sensibility, and he's always admired the work of John Tejada, who I think he was a little starstruck when he met John for the first time, because in Los Angeles, there is no... John Tejada is sort of the the holy grail. He's the godfather of that whole scene. And he was into it before it was really something, I think. And mm-hmm. a lot of us, uh, I've been playing him on the radio for years. And, and uh, you know, I play his music when I DJ. And I think a lot of us uh, who love that scene really look at him as one of the core members of that scene. And so Reggie Watts was sort of starstruck when he met him. But then when they started making some music together after they finally got over an extended period of getting to know each other, uh, that, you know, they threw down, you know, three songs in one day um, as those uh, relationships happened. So I think it was sort of a magical collaboration. But I think the thing that I love about it it takes these two worlds and and really mixes them together in two unlikely worlds. Um, and the result is super fun. It's a dance party. And it really was, it was on my top 10 of 2018. And it was on a lot of KCRW DJs top 10 for 2018. It's just a record I haven't, I keep going back to it now more and more and more. And so I'm glad we're spreading the uh, gospel of Wahada hmm. to uh, the rest of the Sound Opinions universe. Cool beans. Let's uh, let's hear "Running" by Wahada on Sound Opinions. That's a little bit of running from Wahada and Lit's uh, selection for Buried Treasure. That is cool stuff. Electronic club music. Uh, you know what I love, Ann, about that track? Those uh, interlocking vocal lines. It sounds like multiple overdubs. Maybe I'm missing that, but it just seems like a really cool way to use, a, use another rhythmic touch using the human voice. 
Well, that's one of the things Reggie Watts really specializes in. Uh, Reggie really uses his voice uh, in incredible ways. In fact, as a sidebar, I saw him, I was at the Sundance uh, Film Festival, and we did a show with Preservation Hall Jazz Band, and Reggie Watts got up and uh, sang with them, improvised with them, and he's a real vocal improviser. And so I think that's what you're referring to uh, when you're, you're talking about that. Yeah, you know, and Greg is right, and you're right. Uh, that mix of uh, human being and machine, whether it's Donna Summer or Kraftwerk, it's just always, when well done, as it is with Wahada, it's just always magical. If you have a suggestion for an album we need to hear, call and leave a message on our hotline, 888-859-1800, or find us on the Facebooks or Twitters. After a break, Greg and I will dig up some more buried treasures, and our special guest, Ann Litt, has another pick, too. That's all coming up on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and PRX. Welcome back to Sound Opinions. I'm Greg Cott with Jim DeRigatis, and uh, we're going through some of our favorite recent records that haven't gotten as much attention as they should, our buried treasures. And today we're joined by Ann Litt, a DJ at KCRW in Southern California. She is a great ear for modern music, contemporary music, and you've got another pick for us, right? I do. This was an album I thought got completely overlooked last year, uh, but a few of us at KCRW were really into it. The Shacks are a duo there from New York made up of Max Schrager and Shannon Wise, who actually knew each other as high school students, apparently. And then Max was sort of this precocious young musician who, when he was uh, in his mid-teenage years, 14 or 15, apparently sent a song he wrote to the folks at Daptone, who ended up using it for a Naomi Shelton record. And she's got this sort of wispy uh, voice a la uh, Brigitte Bardot or or somebody like that. And the two of them write songs about each other and for each other. (laughs) The way I'm describing this sounds horrible. No, 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 no. You had me at Daptone. Daptone, of course, the neo-soul label from uh, from Brooklyn or New York, uh, made Sharon Jones a yeah. star. You got me uh, going with Bridget Bardot. I'm, Bridget I'm, Bardot yeah, plus I'm, Daptone. I'm, 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 plus, like, I'm a plus plus on that. Bring that's, it. That's good. When you hear it, you'll hear that it's not really Daptone. My point is that this guy is just a great songwriter, and she's uh, become a great songwriter in her own right. I don't know. I, I'll be interested to hear what you guys think of it. Texas from the Shacks on Sound Opinions. I do love that, Anne. You're absolutely right. Also, you might have become familiar with them unwittingly when a song they did, it was an old 
Ray Davies cover called Strange Effect ended up on an iPhone commercial uh, <laughs> a we couple won't of hold years that ago. Them. <laughs> uh, well, but, uh, please don't because uh, I played that song on the radio a ton before they used it for the iPhone commercial. So there. It's not a traditional sounding, you know, a lo-fi rock band. It feels very. Uh, uh, left of center to me. It makes me want a latte, and I mean that in a good way. I don't mean that I really could use a latte. Okay, you know what? That might actually be what I'm trying to say. It makes me want a latte in a good way. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. And Lit, yes. thank you. You are one of our heroines keeping radio alive. It's always a pleasure to have you on Sound Opinions. Well, I can't think of two folks I would rather be uh, with on Sound Opinions uh, because it's your show. And I love talking to you. Can, may we do this again, please? Oh, anytime. Open yes, invitation. Absolutely. Thanks, you guys. Let's get back to our picks. We have one more each. Greg, what do you got? Jim, uh, I didn't realize this until just now, believe it or not, but uh, I have a third artist who is also from England. Every every artist I've played on, in this Buried Treasures uh, segment on the show wow. is, is an English-based now, now, artist. We share the Buried Treasures in advance so we can listen to them, and, yeah. and uh, but I don't research them, so I am shocked, shocked I am, to hear uh, that this pick is from England. Yes, uh, it, it, would, it would surprise a number of people. Most people would put Jade Bird, the artist I'm going to play next, uh, as someone from Nashville. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's clearly indebted uh, to that country sound. Uh, there's a little bit of that Dolly Parton trill in some of her tracks. So there's there's those elements involved in this music. She references uh, Alanis Morissette as a, as an influence. There's like an Alanis Morissette revival going on. Yeah, they're big time revival. I would say for sure. Uh, she's blurring the lines between soul, country, and and, and folk uh, as well as rock in these songs. The the track I'm going to play, I love. It's basically a tale of an ex getting his comeuppance at the hands of a. Uh, I'd say she's a three timing femme fatale. Uh, but there's there's no denying. The snarl in Jade Bird's voice. And and I love that feistiness, that Loretta Lynn, hand on hip, you're getting exactly what you deserve, Buster, you know, kind of kind of attitude. It's Jade Bird from her self-titled debut album with a song called Uh-huh on Sound Opinions. Does she wake up, put on makeup in the bathroom And go to work and stay real late and text you she'll be back soon Bet her boss runs his fingers round her pretty blonde platinum do. I bet you never thought about that, did you? And it's none of my business, and I don't want to get involved If you're thinking that she's good, I think you should be tough She got you on your knees like is Jade Bird with a song called Uh Uh-huh from her self-titled debut, country artist who happens to be from England. 
I, you know, I had a great country discovery last time we did Buried Treasures. Yeah. Uh, Greg, you have a great one this time. Um, I've got one more uh, a song uh, that's really powerful and moving, and it has a heavy message. Uh, Justin Michael Williams writes me an email says, Jim, this might be the first email I've ever been nervous to send. Um, Justin Michael Williams is an L.A. artist, podcaster, activist, uh, meditation teacher. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I didn't know any of that until I clicked on uh, the link and was listening to the music. Yeah. Um, you know, he is somebody dealing with something we don't hear about a lot. A, a young boy growing up in a home uh, watching the domestic violence against his mother. And, uh, you know, I, I think he talks about it uh, really movingly in in this tune, uh, you know, this notion of uh, uh, the abuser justifying his right to abuse and the helplessness that a child growing up in, in a home like mm. that must feel, uh, you know, especially as he says, uh, uh Kids who grew up like me in the inner city, surrounded by violence and abuse, uh, so many of them end up in jail or dead. Instead, I believe he's teaching people yoga and, and meditation, um, which I'm, I'm not scoffing. It's mm. just like, wow, I got a, I got like a cool song from a yoga meditation teacher. <laughs> uh, tell me what you think. I think there's like some prince and some real power and some real neo soul coming out in this song. Perfect Man by Justin Michael Williams on Sound Opinions. Before you leave, let me explain The side of me you have not seen Behind the veil, the bruises fade It's haunting me At six years old, police were called My sisters cried, my dad showed me A disposable, when you're vulnerable When you love someone before you go, I need to let you know Stay, cause I wanna love you I know that I hurt you But I'm no perfect man I'm no perfect man Stay, I can be better We can do this together Jesus chain, no beauty queen, now don't you see, when I hit the scene at 18, I broke them chains, I was finally free, I don't believe in monogamy, will you stay with me? As featured not only in Billboard, Greg, but Yoga Journal Magazine, <laughs> Justin Michael Williams, perfect man. Well, you were right about uh, you know the the voice, uh, the Prince comparison. You know the the, the falsetto obviously yeah. is a is a key there, and and the vulnerability that it, that expresses. And then as you're listening more closely to the words, you go, whoa! You know this is yeah, this, this is, is some this is heavy harrowing stuff. stuff that's being sung in this incredibly uh, vulnerable voice, which leads me to believe it must have been difficult uh, to put this down for him. But he was mm-hmm. able to he was able to do it and, and convey it in a way that's uh, in three verses that I thought was was very effective. Um, very good choice, Jim. Uh, if you've got an album flying under the radar that everyone should hear, please let us know. Give us a call at 888-859-1800 or connect with us on Facebook or Twitter. 
Coming up, we've got X-Hex live in Chicago. That's in a minute on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and PRX. Welcome back to Sound Opinions. I'm Jim DeRogatis here with Greg Cott, and that is a little bit of X Hex, the latest in a long line of projects from the always fascinating Mary Timoney. She was a really important part, Greg, of the 90s indie rock scene with her band Helium. Uh, After she gave up that group name, recorded a few incredible solo albums in the early 2000s, she turned her attention to uh, teaching guitar instead of pursuing her own career, and she came back in a big way, 2010, with Wild Flag, a super group with members of Slater Kenny that we were lucky enough to have during their brief uh, lifespan uh, as guests on the show. Yeah, Jim, that was uh, great to have them on the show. I loved that band. I loved that one album that they put out. One it perfect was, album. She seemed like a different person in that band. Uh, you know, we've, we've known Mary for a long time in, in her various incarnations. But when she got on stage with Carrie Brownstein, it was like she was discovering another side of her uh, guitar playing ability, you know, doing those windmill chords and rolling on the floor playing guitar solos. I loved it. Unfortunately, Wild Flag never got around to making a second album, but Timony had already started writing songs for that band. And in 2013, immediately turned it into another band. She formed X-Hex with Betsy Wright of Bad Fangs and, and drummer Laura Harris. Uh, on their second album, It's Real, Timmy's in full arena rock mode, seemingly at odds with that more remote earlier solo work that she had put out. The band recently joined us at the Goose Island Tap Room here in Chicago for a stripped-down performance of some of the songs from their catalog. And I began the interview by asking Timmy what drives this group to make music the way they do. Honestly, our biggest motivation is just trying to make songs we really like um, and that we want to listen to. And that's personally different for me because I feel like in other parts of my musical career I was more focused on just expressing like angst or like (laughs) um, just a different part of your brain but I think that we all connect on just loving music and writing songs that we like and that's why we love doing music. I heard the words uh, Van Halen and Def Leppard <laughs> banged about. Yes. You know, um, I don't know. When I was seen in Helium back in the day, Mary, I don't think I could have heard those words coming yeah. out of your mouth except with maybe a sneer. Yeah, it's a very, we found, um, you really find out who's on your team when you say those (laughs) band names. Um, It really divides people. Um, No, I don't know. I mean, we thought a lot about the production of Mutt Lang um, specifically on this record because his production is just so crazy and amazing. And um, it's almost like My Bloody Valentine. There's just like a billion tracks of different guitars. We thought about trying to somehow capture that sound, and that became absolutely impossible because we didn't have a million dollars, and we scrapped that version <laughs> of the record, went back and did it simpler. It's a big-sounding record, though. Um, and you, you, you make it sound like you, you, know, you didn't have a lot of resources, but uh, there is definitely that bigger sound, and it seemed like that, that was Thanks. something that you wanted to go mm. for. Well, we recorded part of it in Baltimore with, um, at, with Jay Robbins, 
Um, we've got really good sounds there. But actually, to be honest, we did most of it in my basement. Which really? Wow. Nice, because we could take as much time as we wanted. Yeah, we get really crazy in my basement <laughs> for many hours and yeah. hours and hours. Yeah. I think that's really cool that you were channeling Mutt Lang in your basement. That's really good. It's like a kid, a 15-year-old kid with that guitar for the first time saying, you know, I want to make this huge sound. I'm, I'm rocking this arena. Yeah. Um, we tried and then certain songs were more um, in that vein, like Another Dimension on the record and maybe Tough Enough a little bit. But then there's other songs on the record that are more just psychedelic jams or garage rock jams. So it's not all in yeah. late 1988, but yeah. part of it is. It was more about like experimenting with different sounds over and over and over. Like we had one where we had like 12 amps lined up and try to really diversify the sounds of the guitars. You must have um, really indulgent neighbors. Yes. For that Thank basement. you, Sarah and Dean. <laughs> You're the best. <laughs> they are. Why don't we hear a, a tune from the new record? Okay. You got, so, this is so not a Mutt Lang song. For the listeners at home, you're in a, a slightly stripped down. We're electrified, uh, but no drums. Sorry, Laura. Um, this is called Cosmic Cave. This is not heavy metal. Inside my mind, it happens all, all the time. No, you don't want to stay here inside this cave. Singing songs to the dark, cosmic wet home. Oh, baby, come on and dance with me. Let it go, but I just can't get all Baby, come on and dance with me Come out of your cave Let's glide on Cause you know that we can
<laughs> XX, live on sound opinions. Uh, Betsy Wright, Laura Harris, Mary Timoney. Cosmic Cave, yes? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Mary, going way back, you were, is this true? You were a child prodigy, right? No. No? It's, it's on <laughs> Wikipedia. It's, it must be true. No, but um, you started studying really early. And you were serious I about mean, it. I mean, just like yeah. any musician, mm -hmm. you know. I don't know. I went to arts high school for two years, which was awesome. Like, saved my life. I would have been a very depressed kid if I hadn't gone there. And then you also learned how to play viola, right? I did. I mean, yeah, I took viola as a little kid. I sucked. Did you want to? I didn't practice. Did you want to be John Cale or what? Um, I didn't really understand what rock music was yet, mm. but it was just something, you know, like. I was just like a kid who took music lessons, and then I got really into guitar in, when I was about 13, because my brother had gotten a guitar, so that's when suddenly I was like, oh, wow, you can be creative with music, and I really like music, because it's something I can do to, to make something of my own. Like, and were you, yeah. you were going to all-ages shows, right? For, in, uh, the oh, D yeah, DC then like, shortly after that, um, I had friends that were going to see this crazy show at the Chevy Chase Community Center happened to be Rites of Spring and Bee Feeder. Hardcore yeah, hard, bands. so yeah. I started seeing those shows. That explained all, all those weird guitar tunings you were into back then, huh? Oh, I don't know. Well, the 90s, everybody played alternative tunings. Didn't they? I think so. You that are, was just you normal. Are, you are um, uh, modestly downplaying uh, your role as a guitarist from the beginning. Oh, and we, I think yeah. we made this point when Wild Flag was on the show. But I don't think you've ever gotten your credit as a really... Because well, um, you can do noise, and you can do incredibly melodic stuff. like George Harrison that don't show off or Joe oh. Walsh or I don't know it, I love Hendrix though I mean he shows up and he shows, he the, shows up yeah so bit, yeah. I just I just never had songs in Helium that were specifically to show off technical ability because mm -hmm. we just weren't that good of a band anyway I mean, it was just like you know <laughs> not that kind of a band mm -hmm. gotcha. this is the first band that I've done where we're like they're guitar solos Mm -hmm. And now that Betsy and I are both playing guitar, we have these like dual leads, and it's really yeah. so we're focused more on like technical stuff on the guitar, well, which is uh, super fun. Mary, so you are obviously a lifer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, starting with Autoclave through all the bands, all the solo projects, that brief sabbatical. Do you see that fire though? Are there students you're teaching as a guitar teacher that have that fire that can't imagine not doing it? moving forward since yeah. age 15 like you. Oh, yeah. Betsy is also a lifetime teacher, and Laura teaches too. What, what do you tell them? Uh, about actually about, being a musician? About living that life. Nothing. Like, Nothing? Like, let them learn, yeah. Betsy? Yeah. Let, yeah. Them, let them make their own mistakes? Yeah. Go to law school. <laughs> no, we were joking around. We're like, what? we should have this class where we like make all the kids like load a bunch of heavy stuff into a car and then sit there for 10 hours yeah. and then load all this stuff back. Yeah. But no, we just do music. We just like try to try to get them excited about music and learning stuff that they want, even if it's Taylor Swift 
No judgments, like, it's awesome. Obviously, you guys have some chemistry as a band. You know, you, the guitar, the interplay, the guitars, the, the harmony vocals. And it seems like this is almost like a vacation from thinking, overthinking things. It's like, let's have fun. But at the same time, I feel like there's a, an undercurrent that I'm hearing it's more apparent on this record than mm -hmm. the first one. I went back and listened to Mountains the other day. What, what year? I think it was your first solo record, yeah. right? Yeah. And then there's the line about the river of ants inside yeah, you know, and all gross. these kind of really kind of creepy yeah, kind of lyrics in there. Yep. I dreamed of a river of ants inside me And they were sad and starting to bleed And I, th there's none of that in, in X-Hex. Per se, yeah. But I still feel like some well, of it's still I, yeah. in there. I know. I and think. Well, personally, I tried. I always found that, like, when I used in my lyrics, used images that were really um, metaphors, but yeah. people didn't get it. So I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm not going to do that because it's not working. I'm just going to just try to stop hiding behind the metaphor and just be direct. So that's uh -huh. what I'm doing with this. Our lyrics is I just try to say I'm sad. Instead uh -huh. of saying, there's a river of ants. <laughs> Whatever, a river. Of, I don't know what it was, but it's kind of gross. But I'm, I'm wondering how you go from, because I think, you know, when I'm listening to the Helium records or even your, like, your solo records after that, um, what I heard was like a very snaky kind of guitar style. You know, you weren't playing a ton of chords. It was more, you know, this kind of flowing thing and obviously idiosyncratic tunings. And now you're kind of into this crunch, you know. Um, and I'm wondering where the transition came, where you just wanted to hear that. It's almost like you're revisiting the youth you didn't have. You know, you're yeah. listening to Fugazi as a kid. Yeah, that's true. And now you're like, oh, yeah. Def Leppard was in that era yeah. too, you know. you're right. So was it just a case of, hey, I've newly discovered this music for the first time yeah. as an adult? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah. And what did you hear in it that you responded to? Obviously, it's, there was something that... Clicked. I don't know. I mean, okay. So I had this thing that happened when I was like 35. I was like, should I make another solo record? And I was like, I'm just not as depressed as I used to be. So I don't need to. So I stopped playing music. And I wasn't making any money from music. I went on tour and then ended up like sleeping next to the litter boxes at, on the floors of people's houses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, this is not sustainable. I'm, I'm really not that depressed anymore. I'm just going to be a guitar teacher. So I did that for a while, which is good, but then I, I love my students. And um, maybe that's why I started playing more classic rock, learning all those songs to teach kids. Because they and then, grow up with Guitar Hero. Yes. And then they want to come and figure out how to exactly. play it on a real instrument, not yeah. a piece of plastic. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, all right. But my brain got there, and then... Um, I just was like, well, I want to play music, but I just want to play music for the joy of playing music, not necessarily as an angsty person anymore, artist. And so anyway, this band is just, we just try to write good songs. And yeah, there's angst and sadness in there, but we're just coming at it from a perspective of a craft, trying to write stuff we like, trying to make it sound like music we like. And yeah. Mm -hmm. We would like to thank... X-Hex for being our guest today on Sound Opinions. Mary Timoney, Betsy Wright, Laura Harris. You got another song for us? Okay, We're going to try a song that we haven't rehearsed. <laughs> so this is called Good Times. Good time. Thanks, ladies, for coming on in.
exclusive video of the X-Hex performance on the show at soundopinions.org. Greg, what do we have on the show next week? Next week, Jim, uh, we are going to revisit our conversation with Mavis Staples. She's got a new album out. She's approaching 80 years old in July, and we are going to uh, go in-depth with her once again. For more Sound Opinions, listen to the podcast wherever you find such things. Special thanks to Aaron Brown and the crew at the Goose Island Tap Room and Shelley Steffens for recording the session. Sound Opinions is produced by Brendan Banisak, Alex Claiborne, Iona Contreras, and Andrew Gill. Listen, baby, ain't no mountain high, ain't no valley low, ain't no river wide enough, baby. If you need me, call me, no matter where you are, no matter how far. On Sound Opinions, everyone's a critic. So give us a call on our hotline, 888-859-1800. New messages. My name is Chris Skellion. I'm calling from Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, I just finished listening to the Paisley Underground episode. It was really great. Uh, but I have to add that one of the best, and I, I feel like one of the most underrated uh, Paisley Underground bands of that era was True West. 
and their album Hollywood Holiday. It's just simply top-notch, front to back, um, and that should be included in the pantheon of all those great albums that you uh, mentioned in the episode. Thanks so much. Really enjoyed the episode. Hi, this is Mike from Minneapolis calling about the Paisley Underground episode. Uh, it was fantastic to hear that. Uh, it was a transformative era for a lot of us. Uh, you had mentioned Prince's connection to that scene, and I had kind of a sneak preview of that in 84, uh, well before he had named Paisley Park after it and uh, given the Bengals Manic Monday. He was rehearsing for the Purple Rain Tour at the St. Paul Civic Center, and I'd gotten wind of that, so I would sit around outside the venue and sneak in when I could and listen to and watch the rehearsals for that tour. One day he was jamming uh, around when he was just playing around, getting warmed up, and he played a version of Hero Takes a Fall. Bengals album had only been out a few months at that point, so he was kind of right on that. I sure would love to hear a recording of that. I wonder if he has a version of that kicking around in the vaults out there somewhere. Anyways, thanks a lot. Enjoy the show. This is Jamie calling from Sacramento, and I preface this by saying I have no historical or critical understanding of music, and your weekly program is the only education I get on the topic. Um, and after listening to last week's Paisley Underground show, I've been listening to a lot of Rain Parade and Echo and the Bunnymen and loving both those bands. As far as the lasting impression of Paisley Underground groups, I hear an influence in the 2017 album by the Feelies, In Between. What do you want to know? And if that comparison is as superficial as saying the Bengals sound like the Mamas and the Papas, then please forgive me. I am a music snob in progress, and you guys are my only hope. Uh, thanks for all the help. Great show today. This is Celeste. And I am calling because I loved, and I love De La Soul. I was living in Italy at the time, and I just remember just all that rap music coming out, and it was just so refreshing, so wonderful. And you know what? I did music, too, in Italy, so that kind of inspired me to just be clever and fun and just have fun with life. So thank you for this episode or this this um, podcast, it was just a lot of fun. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. No more messages. To share your opinions on Sound Opinions, call 888-859-1800. We'll be back next week on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and distributed by PRX.